Welcome to the No Lights Podcast. Um, we are four Irish individuals, um, three young gentlemen, and a crazy woman. Did you just did you just assume my race? What you have? Did did you just assume my race in 2020? You're cancelled, bro. Boy, cut Mercy. Boy, cut Mercy. Boy, cut Mercy. Cut this out. Mercy, cut all of this out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sorry, sir. Sorry, ma, and sorry, Josh. Anyways, (laughs) um, (laughs) wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you just call me sir? Are you (laughs) assuming my gender? We're never going to start. All right. So um we are the No Life Podcast, episode one, prap prap prap. I'm the villain, Toby Uzumaki. You get me? Uh, Ace, the protagonist, pretty boy, fanboy. Who's next? I told you I'm ace. Why are you? My name is Joshua. Pretty boy, fanboy, still stands. Who's next? Um, uh, my name uh, is Apple. My name is Ukbapo Medina Baigmo, and huh? um, I'm the firstborn son of Mr. 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 Medina Baigmo. Uh, I like Manchester United. Um, Oh, I can fuck off, man. We just asked for your damn name, man. All right, relax. Now, do you know, Listen. he's moving like, do you know when you're, you go to like a group for the first time or something, they're like, introduce yourself and tell us one thing about <laughs> You know what? We're starting again. No, we're not starting again. Anyway, my name is Mercy. Um, I'm here to um, prove all the guys wrong. No, I'm, just kidding. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm basically here to be the voice of reason, you know, so... <laughs> You know what it is. Who gave you that job? I Honestly, yeah, um, I don't remember telling you you were the voice of reason. Excuse <laughs> me. No, I don't have to get permission from you guys. No, but uh, okay. Some people are lying to themselves. Uh, ass like you're giving yourself a necessary job. Say less. Anyways, Listen, what, as we go in the podcast, I'll be proved right. Okay, your mouth is men. Stop talking. Anyways, I'm Anyways, let's let's get serious. Let's actually dive into this because what we're talking about today is actually quite an important topic. Black bitch. Um, we're going to be okay. Toby, stop talking. But, but I swear, I swear, that's what we're talking about. Yes or no? Um, in in not particularly, kind of, maybe I don't know. We'll see. Basically, we're going to be talking on racism in general. And let's 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 kind of kick off. Let's kind of kick off with racism in Ireland, where we all we all live. Does anybody have like anything they want to add to that? Any personal experiences and stuff like that? I will just say, um, as friendly as Ireland is, because this was brought up. Obviously, all this kicked off again around the time of George Floyd's murder in America. Rest in peace. So, like when people, when Irish people who hid behind display photos of cartoons, by the way, came and were like, Ireland isn't racist, but go back to your country. That's that <laughs> there is racism in the country. Not to say that everybody's racist, but everyone that I know of that is a black person has experienced some form of racism in Ireland. You see, okay. 
you see on, on Twitter, yeah, like Mercy said, those 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 accounts with um pictures of drawings or any any shit like that, yeah, they will make you think the entire Irish population are a bunch of rednecks, dickheads, like racist people. But in real life, there is good ones. Not take not taken away from all that stuff. There there is some good Irish ones, but. If you grew up in Ireland, if you went to school, primary school, secondary school, secondary school especially, yeah, that's where you'll you'll really see what kind of people these people are. You know, their racism stems. You know, I mean, a lot of these people they start off as kids. Like, well, where did the kids get it from? Obviously, their parents. Mm-hmm. So, from secondary school, yeah, fam, it it was tough, man. It it, yeah. it it was tough. It was tough. Give us an example. Give us an example, Toby. What, what do you mean by fam, stuff like? Like every day I go to school, somebody's going to call me a nigger. Yeah. Every day, and I'm not even over exaggerating. Every day, and it's always the LCA bastards. I will never forget all those guys because we used to fight a lot. Up until for my first year to my third year, I will be getting in fights over over you know because if if you don't if you don't stand up for yourself if you don't beat these people they will just keep punking you. But from like for my fifth my fifth year and my sixth year, it just came to a point where I was like, you know what, I don't even care anymore. Call me whatever the fuck yeah, you want. I just I, I, I don't care anymore. I think it's easy to say um, beating them up when you have more than one person. But growing up uh, in the countryside like I did in Waterford, mm. um, I was saying that like growing up um, in Waterford and being the only black person in my class, I, I don't think I could have taken all of them on by myself. Uh, I feel you, man. <laughs> yeah, like that must actually, have been, know, that must have been actually, tough, actually. Yeah. Well, um. It was. I, I mean, it's it's one of these things. I guess like anything, you you kind of get used to it, and it's only after years that you realize what you endured and how it made you feel. You know, how it made you feel. Oh man, and uh, how it affects your character. But um, it was, and it was only like maybe when I got to uni and I started having black friends around that you start uh, realizing all this stuff, yeah. man. 100%. Did you guys? Did Did you guys? Did you guys? Um, in English class, did did you guys do uh, To Kill a Mockingbird? That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. What book did people study? Fam, when I tell you that whole, that whole month or two when we were reading that book here, I hated going to English class. There was only two people, two black people in higher level English here. It was me and this other guy here. But for some reason, the teacher was allowed to say niggers and the students were allowed to say niggers here. And every time, everybody will be looking at us. And we sat together as well. That's so fu- That's funny. You know, it's good that you could say us. I was the only black girl in my class. So you can imagine for English, we studied Othello um, for, <laughs> for Shakespeare's. Obviously, the word was said. And, you know, you can feel the eyes on you. Whenever on the eyes on you, yeah. The word, whenever the word pops up in a book, I just got so nervous because I knew people were looking at me. And <laughs> I remember vividly one occasion where... One of my friends, he like we have to read it out loud, obviously. So one of my friends had to say it, and I was like, we were reading it, and it got to that part, and he kind of went silent. So I like looked up, and like we locked eyes, and then he looked at the teacher, and I was like, like what? And then he was like, nigger, and I was like, like it just made me feel so uncomfortable that. It could be a thing in schools. And I'm sure I'm not the only like person that felt like that. As Josh was saying, I feel like it's it's hard growing up in a rural area where there's very few of you. And in my case, I could count maybe like throughout my primary and secondary school education, there was probably like five black people in the school at a time. It was wow. there was not mm-hmm. a lot of us at all. So and it was a thing where we barely would even talk. Like maybe if you're passing, I'd be like a high and high, but it's not like 
we spoke to each other to be able to kind of big up ourselves and our culture. It was all about we have to try and fit in with the Irish people. So we kind of, what word can I use? We kind of, we kind of showed our, our black heritage to fit in better and not risk being racially called out more than we were. That makes sense. Yeah. Um in my in from my standpoint anyways, I kind of feel like I have a unique view to the rest of you lot because I was um I didn't come to Ireland till I was sixteen. So I didn't have to go to secondary school with the rest of the people and I didn't have to, you know, read to kill the mockingbird or whatever else you guys might have had to read. Um but when I moved to Ireland, I hadn't experienced racism in my life because I lived in Nigeria my whole life. So I moved nice. I moved over. And in my and in my first week, I was called a nigger. And what was what was my crime? You might ask. Um, my crime was walking down the street to go to the grocery shop for my mother, and a drunk white man at ten a.m. in the morning decided the best way to greet me at that hour was by just calling me a nigger. It Based, was that's, uh, that's standard. That's standard. At that's least standard. To be honest, yeah. Acknowledged you, at least you know you should be grateful. <laughs> Nah, that's that's so that's such a typical Irish thing to do. Like there, there was a time I had gone to um to like Lagos, right? I think I was gone for a month during Christmas, I think, yeah. And um I didn't feel like a minority in Lagos because there's black people everywhere. There was not a single white person, right? The very first day I come back to Dublin, I was just walking through the park, minding my own business, and these two ugly ass white kids are like, run nigga, run nigga, run nigga. <laughs> I was walking wow. to my home. I haven't nobody has called me a nigga in over a month. I was so angry that day, man. And they ran away. I was so found. I was so angry. You know, I just walked in here and I started being pissed off at my siblings because like I was just so angry. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. So angry, man. Yeah, I, I think um I think like if we were to start talking about experiences, we'll be here forever. Like, um so let let's kinda just kinda put that in a box. Um what do you guys think about the whole George Floyd and Karen situation? Maybe we might kick off with Karen. What do you guys think of the whole Karen situation? <laughs> Fam, see, the the, the, see those entitled white women yet. Fam, to be honest, and I say this from the bottom of my heart, yeah. I wish one of them would start me. I just wish. I'm not even messing. Because a lot of people, especially a lot of black people, they always they always think like, let's take the high road. Why why should black people always take the high road? Sometimes a little E40, just a small one, will do the job. You you will change you will change this woman's life. I'm telling you. Just a small E40. For for people who don't uh, know what E40 is, E40 uh, means slap in Yoruba, if I'm remembering correctly. <laughs> Um, yeah, so like in my opinion on the current situation, I'm more appalled, um, not because they're entitled, but because they know that if they call the police on black people, the police are more willing to listen to their side of the story than mm-hmm. our side of the story. As we saw with the situation that ha- happened in that dog park, like just watching that video and hearing that woman on the phone to the cops and how she em- emphasized that he was a black man who was recording her. It's just insane because you can see that she had premeditated this, that she literally knew exactly what she was doing and she knew the police arriving was going to cause trouble for this man, if you if that makes sense. If he didn't have that video recording, it was like, it was going to be clear whose side the police were going to take. Because if you hear a voice like that on the phone, immediately you'll worry 
for the person on on that line because you're like, oh, their life is definitely in danger by what's going on. But then to see it from the angle of the man with the camera and to see that it was just to protect herself and her own her own rights and her dog, not even to protect her dog, like she was just misbehaving and she hated that she was called out for it by a black yeah. person. That just infuriated yeah, more to the extent that she was willing to ruin someone's life, possibly mm-hmm. end the man up in jail. Like they're crazy. Just to they're, they're they're I feel they they're just something mental mentally wrong with people like those those entitled white women there. Like, did you guys see the video of um? Uh, it was one of the one of the Karens and um the guy was just parked and he was trying to leave, but then the girl the the woman was on the yeah. phone and she was like, oh, he's hitting me, he's hitting yes. me, da 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 da. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's it, a very that's a very old video. I remember it very clearly. If, if that just, guy didn't record, scene. if that guy didn't record that year. God forbid, who knows what would have happened? Because these white women, these white women, are, out of all the racists, the white women are the most dangerous ones. Most dangerous. I completely you know, agree. Absolutely. Most dangerous ones. One thing I was going to add to what Mercy said was that, you know, like when you, the, the problem is like you see a lot of videos and things like a lot of times. And again, this doesn't just happen in Ireland. This doesn't just happen in America. This happens like all around the world. As soon as there's something that is wrong and the police get there, sometimes they don't question they don't even question um other races or the women they'll just go straight for the black person or minority and you know when she made that call even if she had been calm on the phone just the fact that she said just the fact that she said that they wouldn't have come and asked him questions they would just have come taken him away would even have listened to whatever he had to say yeah yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. On on that on that note, I kind of think that we should we should like dive into it because if we actually sit here and talk about like Karen experiences and talk about like what we've seen on Twitter or YouTube, we'll be here till tomorrow. Um, I think we can all agree that it is something that is a big problem and it is something that needs to be addressed, and there has to be ways that we can actually combat this, where black people can actually have their their say and the believed when there's no evidence or there's no recordings. Is there is there any ways you guys think that um, we can combat this that could help black people to be able to defend themselves better? Niggas got to fight. <laughs> i wish i was joking yeah but niggas gotta fight man i'm so sick and tired of us having to be the bigger person having to take the high road do you know throughout the whole period when george uh george george floyd got got killed yeah when people were angry when people were looting and destroying everything yeah you know what i was I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying this, but I was rooting for that shit, man. I was like, continue, do not stop, do not stop. Because once you start fighting back and standing up for yourself, yeah, fam, that's when change is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's when change is going to happen. I kind of I kind of think, I, I don't know, really. In, in my opinion, it's more like, I can understand the violence, don't get me wrong. I can understand why people are looting and rioting. But at the same time, these businesses that you're looting, rioting, destroying, and all the danger you're creating for everybody in the neighborhood is not doing anything to actually combat the problem. If anything, it's it's just worsening people's beliefs of what black people are about. People people already believe that we're dangerous people who need to be controlled. Yeah, they, they, they already believe that we're dangerous. Yeah, let's show them real danger. They, 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 haven't, they, they have, they have a, a picture of danger in their head. Yeah, let's bring that danger to life. Why? Fun. How does you know, that how does that help how, us get our say? 
Ako, you're being you're being too naive right now, yeah. We've you you know what black people go to. We've we've done the talking face. Hell, fucking was Martin Luther King. I don't think he was a violent guy. He tried to talk things out and nothing has been solved. How many years later? Yeah, I get you, but at the same time, they did riots back in the day. They did riots 10 years ago. They did riots however long ago. And now we're doing riots again. And it's still not working. So at what point are we going to realize that just looting a riot, and yes, it might fix things for fix things for a period of days, but it's not going to fix things in the long run. How do but we did that actually... Not get, did that not get George Floyd's um, murders in, in jail? Yeah, well, he got them in jail. What, what about all, all the other people? What, what but, about Breonna Taylor? What about yeah, but, all these other people? Breonna Taylor's... Yeah, but I don't think you get it yet. If if nothing if if black people didn't do anything yeah George Floyd would have been another nigga who got killed. Do you know what I mean? I agree. If, I if agree. nothing was done, yeah. his matter would have been swept under the rug, and they'll like blah. Those 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 four guys would be living their life right now, probably kill another person ten years down the line and get away with it again. Yeah, we gotta keep being noisy. Toby's <laughs> right. Like it's absolutely necessary for black people to make noise because for so many years. Even even in saying so many years, sometimes we forget the the issue of like racism is still very present. This stuff is still very, very recent history. So when people are like, it's not like time to fight, I feel like black people, we've been playing it safe for a really, really long time. And it's allowed certain people of other races to believe that they could they could treat us anyhow and get away with it. For the fact that yeah, we're making noise, agree. we're making noise, we're finally fighting back, then they can be like, oh, something has to change. We're, they should have yeah. realized that a long time ago, for sure. But I feel like we can almost put it down to like a fear of, not solely, but we can put it down, one of the factors as, a fear of power because can you imagine with the amount of potential black people as a race have we're part of some of the smartest people in the world innovative creative if our power and potential was realized it would put a lot of white people that are in high places in like it leave them in disarray yeah i get you I'm just okay. saying. So it's it's definitely a fear of a power shift. They fear equality. I think mm-hmm. that's a thing. What would you then go ahead to say, guys, to people who who come at us when we speak up on these things and they're like, "Why do you? Why does this affect you when you live in Ireland when these situations are happening in America, for example?" I I think this doesn't just this. I'm going to say something. That I think a lot of people don't necessarily want want to hear. Well, not want to hear, but might not necessarily agree with. You know. I think, and this doesn't just go for the people you mentioned, this goes for all types of people, it's even people within our own community. I think that, you know, there's this thing about, oh, you need to educate yourself. I educated myself, so I know this, know that. I, I Listen, I think, yes, riots. I think if peaceful things aren't helping, you know, you need to do what you got to do. Empires have been toppled um, from people rioting not from peaceful stuff. So if you don't agree with the system and the system is not treating you right, you know, do what you got to do. So I, though I have no issue with people writing and stuff like that, when it comes to ignorance and things like that, I don't think we should just shun people out. It's kind of like 
teaching people about consent or a lot of different things. We all have expectations that we're born with innate knowledge, but we're not particularly. So, you know, if there are ignorant people out there, I'm not saying it's your job to to educate them. I'm not saying you should go around there. But I think it's very important that we don't just say, if you don't agree with our belief, we're not going to talk to you at all. Some people aren't educated enough, know enough. You know, as a as a black man, I don't know much about I, I, I can't tell you how Chinese people experience life, you know. So I think sometimes we need to be able to be, we need to be open to have discussions with people, people who are willing to listen, not every ignorant racist troll, but people who are actually open to listen. You, you're 100% right about that, especially on um on the troll bit, because like I feel a lot of these guys, they just, they say they say a lot of things to try and push your buttons. That's why I, I, I don't really respond to them on Twitter anymore because I'm like, why am I wasting my breath? You know, a, a racist is always going to be a racist. You, you just, you help out the ones you can and the ones who can't, there's always the 40 waiting for them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay, I can I can I can understand that. Um what what about like like I said earlier, I was asking a question, yeah, and I was like, what do you say to people who are like, why does this affect you when you live in Ireland? For example, when we're speaking up about things like the what happened to George Floyd and and how gruesome and horrible that was, and people coming back at us and, and being like, Oh yeah, but you live in Ireland, you don't live in America, you can't yeah. say the guard the guard I do this. So what do what see, do you say to those people? See, a lot of a lot of Irish people are ignorant, right? And when you start calling them on on the shit they be doing or the experience you've been through, they really get defensive or they become hypocrites and be saying, oh, if this is happening to you so bad, why are you so here? The reason we say a lot of these things is not to like bash them. It's just to let you know, this is the shit that you're doing. Stop doing it. But they'll, they'll come back with some bullshit rebuttal and they'll just be saying, oh, that's a lie. Oh, we took you in. We gave you this. And now you're doing this. And we're like, they just, they, they try to make it seem like Ireland is some, fucking golden land where racism does not exist by remind it fucking does to to add further points to what to be said and to also answer your question further i think it's important that's a very good question and uh, you know why why does it matter i mean honestly why does it matter why do these things matter there are lots of reasons why it matters you know except from except from an obvious one in in that it makes it an unpleasant place to live in. There are lots of other reasons why things like this matter. And I think what's important for us, something that is our job, is to educate ourselves so we can tell people why it matters, so you can understand why it matters, so you can educate other young black people and you can educate other ignorant people. Because once again, a lot of people are going to say, why does it matter? And it's a valid question because if you're not educated on how this affects you, if you're not educated, it's not something you just find on the streets. I mean, why does it matter if somebody, if I call somebody who's walking down the street, a name such as, I don't know, any name, doesn't even have to be racist, if I just point and laugh at them or something. Why does something like that matter? You know, you got to understand, you know, how it matters systematically and how it matters to the individual. And I think it goes to educating yourself more as well. And so I think that's a very important point that to be able to ask these questions. Go ahead. No, sorry, man. I I was just gonna say, um, do you know how the world is shaped out here? Like in the hierarchy of the world, yeah. You know, most of the time, yeah, animals are more fucking privileged than black people. If what if, if what I mean by that is right, 
if a fucking dog had been shot by those cops here, either a week, sorry, a couple of days later yet, those cops would have lost their job, no problem whatsoever. Now that a black man does it yeah, we had to have fucking trash everywhere before we had to get listened to. Do you guys do you guys yeah. see what I'm talking about? And I I'm not pulling this shit out of my ass. Sometimes people will take animals' lives over black people's lives. That's the situation that we're in. We're bottom of the fucking barrel. I cannot I fully understand that. Like I kind of feel like with the situation of the Karenism being exposed with the the guy who the guy who was at the dog park. Um, if I kind of feel like if that dog wasn't involved, it wouldn't have gotten as far as it did. If she wasn't manhandling that dog and mistreating the dog and choking the dog as well, like it wouldn't have gotten that bad. You get what I mean? Mer- Mercy, what do you Man. have to say on this? That's right, she ain't here because her damn fucking headphones is dead. Where's our wow. voice of reason now? Where's our voice of reason now, Mercy? Yeah, trash. Look at her. <laughs> Useless. After after all the after all the you know accusations she threw in our direction, as you can see, the men on this podcast are the one who are responsible adults. Exactly. And are always prepared. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Apple, did you just call me a man? Oh wow. <laughs> are you assuming my gender again? <laughs> this is 2020. <laughs> this is 2020. And I can't believe you just did that. <laughs> Guys, I, start a hashtag. Uh, Boycott Apple. Boy caught apple. Boy caught apple. Are you finished? Okay, you know what, Toby? Toby, I apologize for calling you a man. What would you rather? I what would you rather be um, called? What would you, mm. I would. Have, I would have preferred for you to ask me my gender rather than assume it. Okay. Okay. What that is, is my point. Gender, I what am a point? male. I am a male. Not because of your assumptions, because I am telling you I am a male. Okay, so you're cisgender. What's that mean? <laughs> it it means you recognize yourself as um, a man. A man, basically. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, anyways, like going on about this, yeah, I'm still kind of curious as the like ways we can like work on this and make things easier for black people especially when it comes to things like systematic um, racism have you guys ever heard of the rooney rule for example you're gonna have to explain yeah. that one okay sure I'll, I'll give it a shot basically the rooney rule was something introduced by the national football league in america basically it's a policy that requires um ethnic minorities to be um put forward for head coaching jobs and senior football operation operation jobs in the NFL. But I've I've heard the situations where companies are actually taking taking that into um, requirements now for hiring for roles in the industry, whether that be in the engineering industry or that be in any in the food industry or whatever industry you find yourself. Um, companies are trying to implement that rule that was originally created for the NFL. And they're now trying to bring it into the workplace. Do you guys think that that's something that would work in the interest of black people and other ethnic minorities? Or do you think that that's something we don't need? Uh, for Say for football and things like that. You see, the, the thing is those things don't necessarily guarantee, those things don't guarantee that black people are necessarily hired. I think, I think it's a national stuff to consider you know, I think it's a nice enough step step to 
to think to see if it's going to solve the problem. Maybe my work or not. But the problem is is systematic. You know, the problem is more than just even black people being in position. That that does that does start to help. But we need to look at the ideal would be a place where, regardless of race and gender, people can attain a position. And it would be ideal that enough people from enough different um, categories are in power. So women, minorities, obviously still men or whatever, <laughs> that, blah, blah, blah. So I, I, think, I, I think on paper it's a nice rule, but it doesn't really fix the core issue. I think it's like a Band-Aid on a wound that needs surgery. Yeah, I, uh, I, I agree with you, Josh, because f- like for football, for example, right, if I want somebody to manage my, t- my team, I would want it based on his skills and his like performances rather than his actual color. Like wh- what I mean by that is <clears throat> it shouldn't matter what color you are. If you're good at something, you should get the job. So it is, it is a nice gesture, but mm, I don't think you should be hired because you're black. If like, let's say if they hire a black person now, but then the guy is crap at his job. What was the old point? You know, it's 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 all it is. It's it's a nice gesture, and that's just the way I see it. Is this thing on? Ah, hey, you're oh, she's back. back. She's back. Never, 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 never took lights. Never took lights. They took my lights. Nah, she's, she's using generator. She's using generator. <laughs> Let's try and be more um, prepared next time. <laughs> yes, please. We're speaking to you with reason because we are the voice of reason here. <laughs> Well, Mercy, we're talking about the Rooney Rule, man. What do you think about it? Oh, no, but listen, um, as you said, like, a person shouldn't be... Yeah, English. <laughs> a person shouldn't, like, in terms of work, as you're saying, like, you should be looking at skill. Yeah. Um, preparation, um, how they approach um, whatever circumstances may surround whatever incident it is, whatever type of work it is. Color should not be a factor when you're thinking of this stuff, and it's just yeah. But but I think I think when it comes to the Rooney Rule, the reason they're trying to implement that is because that's the excuse that companies keep using and industry keep using and saying that they don't consider color, they don't see color when they when they apply for roles. But when you look at their statistics and you look at the people that they hire, it is predominantly white males because even women don't seem to get um get hired in some instances like it's basically trying That's, to combat that and make it better if that makes yeah sense. no th- in, in that case man i guess then you know the rule is good but we would all like a perfect world where your race your gender your fucking whatever the hell you are should not matter if you're going for a job you'll be hired on as good of uh, as good as you are at the job that's the basis yeah. they were hiring on. That's that's what I'm trying to say. That's that's the kind of fucking perfect quote unquote world we would hope to live in. But as we all know, human beings are terrible people. Yeah. Oh, we know. We know. Yeah, man. Okay. Um, basically. Um, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But I think basically the rule is important. We can all agree that the rule is kind of needed at the moment, but we need to work to a point where we don't need to create rules like the Rooney Rule. And we exactly. Can just- Exactly, and we could just all be normal human beings, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. um, but, um, let's kind of 
touch back on racism a little bit. Can you guys think back to a time when you were younger and now with everything that's happening now and how predominant predominant racism has become Mm, again? (laughs) (laughs) The situation situation that happened to you uh, when you were younger or in your lifetime that like you let something slide. I think Toby mentioned something about that earlier in the pod. Do you have like an example? Fam, I, I've been saying, yeah, after like, after Toji, when I got into fifth year, yeah, I'll go to college, I'll go to school, and you know, somebody will call me nigga before, my funi, 40 meji. But I just came to a point where like, I just, I, I didn't care anymore. Like, I was just like, you know what? Nigger you too. And I'll just move on, you know. At that point, <clears throat> all of the blacks in my year, we had all grouped together, we were all friends, you know. So we're all going through the same thing, essentially. So we just didn't care anymore, you know. We just, went to school we did our homework and we went home we did our exam and went home at the end of the day we left the school none of us died thank god and you know we're all here now yeah again. you know it it, it teaches yeah. you you know it toughens it toughens your skin you know you, you you can't be weak-minded and go through secondary school in my opinion because fam yeah bullying racism it's all tough you can't be weak it toughens your skin like my experience in secondary school is what made me the kind of person i am today when was the first time you felt like you were racially abused when I was um, five, six. Um, what happened exactly? What was the first time you were like, oh, shit, my, my skin color is coming into play? Like, give me an example. I was, I, was about, I was about six years old. I was saying not five. I was about six years old. And this was in Paris. And there was, um, there's this group called the National Front. Um, I think that's what you're called in France as well, or something similar. you like the National Front or something similar in France very popular racist group and in power sometimes. And I remember there was an election at some point and one boy came up to me and he was like, um, my dad is saying you're going to kick out all the people who look like you, you know? And I was oh, very scared. Yeah, I was very scared and worried. This is my first experience of um, this, because in France there, uh, there were other black people there, there were other people of different nationalities, um, obviously, and um, people, there are black people in France. And um, I remember I went home, I was crying, and I told my sisters that we're going to get kicked out. And they told me no. Um, but, um, yeah, good good times, good memories. <laughs> guys said good times. <laughs> uh, oh, five or six, yeah. man. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. May, that's, maybe that's, more six or seven, actually. I'll say six or seven because I was in that school when I was six and seven, not five. I was yeah. somewhere else. So, yeah, I'll say six and seven. Um, like, I, my experience with racism would be, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be very different to the rest of you guys because, as I said earlier, I didn't move to Ireland until I was 16. So I, I didn't experience racism to my first week in Ireland, which I already kind of mentioned um, earlier with uh, being called a nigger for just walking. <laughs> sorry, sorry, about that. sorry bro. welcome to ireland that's just their way of saying welcome to the country slana wali and them man you get me uh, how about you messi messi what was the what's your first like memory of of you being where you felt like you were originally abused uh it's definitely very clear like i was very young as well like josh i think i was maybe six seven and my mom and i were in Drada and um we were like we literally just went to the shopping center and we were we we're standing waiting for a bus and then randomly like literally out of nowhere just these like probably teenage white kids just started shouting nigger and like i i knew the meaning of the word obviously at that age um 
well not obviously because well i still knew the meaning of the word shah and the first thing that came to my mind was man they're calling my mom a nigger i want to go and fight and bear in mind these people were like twice my size which is why i find it funny but just for that like it, it made no sense to me like i was just angry because i was like they're calling my mom names but at the time like you just see a mother and her child they're literally doing nothing to you they're at the bus stop they want to go home but you want to shout racial slurs at them it didn't make sense it doesn't yeah like honestly when i when i think about the experience that you guys have had to go through it it actually really saddens me but at the same time i'm actually very glad and very happy that i never had to go through that i know it sounds really bad but I don't know if I would have been able to to take that or be able to understand it because I have a lot of I have a lot of white friends. I have a lot of people white friends that I would consider coon. brothers even. You can, you can, you can call me a coon. If, if I'm, I, joking. I'm, a I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. It's a joke. I just I just want to say I thought that um for me um I've had there have been lots of incidents that I've had racist incidents that I have that I've even forgotten I've forgotten, forgotten about them that some of them don't even stick in my memory. But um yeah. that that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that um I don't have white friends or um I don't like I don't get a, like I have I've met great people who are white and there are lots of great Irish people out there too. Um like you know you can hate the racist and still like the whites like yeah have friends uh, you can and still have friends and people who you approve of that are white you know 100 percent, 100 okay yeah like like i sorry sorry to cut you off there but like the whole experience yeah it toughens your skin you know it teaches you to be a to, like how to handle stuff well that's if you come out of it because like a lot of people don't you know this can send people into depression or suicidal thoughts and all that stuff because of racism yeah but it is what it is, man. Yeah, Have you guys ever been ashamed of being black? I wouldn't say ashamed of being black, but I would say that I did. It's kind of, I don't know what would be the equivalent term, but it would be like body dysmorphia, but in, return, in regards to being black, where, you know, you might imagine yourself a different color or you might you might imagine you you might associate yourself with white features physically mentally culturally whatever due yeah. to higher condition maybe you might find that you're not as attractive you might think you're not as attractive mm-hmm. as you are because of stuff like that so I, I i've never been ashamed of being black but i have felt inferior being black okay there's yeah definitely like it was a case of i don't know i obviously i can't speak for every girl but when i was younger I did not like my hair. It was always just a thing of, you know, the white girls, the girls of other races, if the wind blew in their hair, you know, it would flow. They look like princesses. <laughs> if the wind blew my hair. What's the name of that, <laughs> uh, that professor guy in Rick and Morty? I was uh, <laughs> like, my hair would end up like that. And like sometimes Rick. it was so bad because I'd come home from school and I'd see my hair in these directions and I'm like, okay, but why didn't anybody tell me? So I've been like this all day. Like there's yeah. there was a lot of features when I was young. I was like, I just wish I I 
like sometimes I just wish I had these white features <laughs> just yeah. because I just wanted to fit in more. Do you get me? But then yeah. it's actually it's funny to me now because like features I would have been uncomfortable with when I was younger and I would wish were like were like more on the white side are features now that black people are appreciating and loving about themselves more and that mm-hmm. white people seem to love and want as well. True. Yeah. Um, what about like in terms of like food, for example, like going to work and wanting to eat jollof or wanting to eat like your local foods? Have you guys ever been like ashamed of doing that or nope. felt like you nah, wouldn't man. do that? Come, I've brought on a jam to work once and I ate in front of the man. <laughs> nah, I, I see. I've I've overcame that that <clears throat> that part of me that wants to like wish like a part of them was white. So I'm so comfortable with myself, my skin, my heritage. Like they can't stop me from doing anything that's black black to say yeah. do you know what i mean Kobe, i'm i'm sorry to interrupt you okay just one quick side question did you like were you posh about it at all like did you use a fork nah 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 nah, nah 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 it was on my break in it and i was in the office and they were like oh that smells uh exotic and i'm like yeah was oh like, my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're like that smells exotic i'm like right. you know when when i'm eating I, i'm watching a show and i'm like why are you trying to talk to me like let me eat my food Literally. it was like do all people use their hands? I'm like, it's like, go away, man. Uh, so, but you said that um, you uh, you had to get over um, get over being get over that feeling. So, what happened? That what pushed you over the line that made you proud to be a black man? Fam, you, you know what it is? Yeah, it's just the older you get, the smarter yeah. you become. You just you just these things stop bothering you. Like, like I'm going to link this back to my secondary school. Yeah, I have... My lips stand out. They're pink as fuck and they stand out and they're big. You get me? I'm not going to deny yeah. that. But these motherfuckers let me know every day that my lips yeah. stood out. You get me? They let me know. And, you know, what do they used to call me? What do they used to call me? What's that guy out of Forrest Gump? Bubba Shrimp. That was it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, fam. I used to get called that every day when I went to school. Yeah, and I'd be thinking, rah, what if my, if my lips were like yours? You lot would not be fucking slagging me or like bothering me every day you know i used to be like oh i wish my lips were small like that and then from like i just it just came to a point where i just just grew up you know it just, it just didn't bother me anymore it's like i don't even care like my lips are here like what, what do you want me to do should i cut it off <laughs> it just, it just, just i just um, grew up i think like my, my skin got tougher like i said like i just it just didn't bother me anymore man so i just yeah. you know i just i don't let white people make me uncomfortable anymore i don't let anything they say get to me anymore okay yeah, I I, I kind of experienced experienced that myself. Where being called, for example, my nickname was twenty three fifty seven. I'm screaming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for, for anyone oh who can figure for anyone who can figure out why twenty three fifty seven, it is basically three minutes to midnight. They oh my god! No! 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 The whole premise behind it was basically they felt I was like the blackest guy they'd ever seen, but I wasn't quite as dark as midnight, so they they went to twenty three fifty seven. I'm so sorry. That's so bad, but it's funny, bro. Like... It's funny, man. <laughs> Honestly, you have to give them props for for your creativity. But sorry, I, I thanks guys. I appreciate your support. <laughs> anytime, anytime. 
I, I, I'll give you guys a better one, actually. Um, I used to be called Amala. Oh, no. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I, I went through periods where, like, I just couldn't deal with being black. I just couldn't deal with... I just couldn't deal with my skin and how black I was. I went through periods where I didn't love myself. I went through periods where I was bullied by not just white people, but coons who actually, you know, were friends with white people and, you know, would join in with these nicknames or tell me that I'm blackity black or stupid stuff like that. Um, yeah, it really affected me for some time. But like, I'd, like Toby as well, I just after a while, I was just like, this is who I am. This is how I was born. This is who I'm always going to be. You can hate me all you want, but you can't change who I am, if that makes sense. Yeah, you are pretty yeah. nigga, bro. Your skin's awesome. You are. Thank you, bro. You're Appreciate beautiful, you. young king. Messi, I don't think you should be calling me beautiful. If my girlfriend got you, you're only. I'm joking. I'm saying. Maybe beautiful, but don't add young. Don't add young. Um, anyway, uh, what I was saying was... Um, Wait, no, 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 no. Don't watch what you were saying, nothing. I, what are you trying what? to say? He said you're old. He said, he said you are old. No, yeah, no, I'm saying black usually don't crack, but I'm screaming. Just because you're a fine ass nigga with a beautiful oh, okay, body, you. don't mean you're Oh my god, stop it. No, 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 I quite love Apple, you. You're yeah, taking I the conversation. You. Now you're just sexualizing Josh, which is not what we came here to do, okay? I think. You know, just... Ooh, that's actually a good one. On the topic of sexualizing Josh, were there any like black fetishes people try to make prone to you? Is it is it true? Is is it true what they say about your flu? It hangs down to your knees, does it? <laughs> is it true? <laughs> yeah, I've, you know. I've, had, I've had situations myself as well. Actually, let's kind of get the female perspective first before we kind of dive into the whole black men having, <laughs> having big flus. Mercy, what what kind of black fetishes? kind of came up with you uh, i've had <laughs> oh god i've had this is one of the reasons why i actually left my last workplace because of this i it got to stage one of the reasons was i felt really uncomfortable because i felt they often sexualized me like it was really weird and even like my manager at the time I remember vividly him saying to me once, everything about me is white except my mm. So, like, your can what? you just imagine? What is, your what? Except your what? what? This is not a continual <laughs> podcast. Except, with your chair. except, no, that's what he said. The thing is, except his mm, is what he said, but he pointed oh, so at he it. Oh, he didn't say the and word. That's why oh. I was like, no, he didn't say it, but, like, what? he said it, and... <laughs> This is the same manager that in the morning I walked in before work and he was playing that song. Oh gosh, what's that? Straight out of Compton song. Oh. And he was rapping this thing with so much vim. And as soon as he said that word, I looked. I was like, "Sir." He's like, "He's like, what?" I was like, "Oh, you don't see a problem." But that aside, right? That incident aside, he like. The amount of comments I'd get that'd be like, you know, they focus on our features. That's part of what I was saying before. The features they hated a couple of years ago is what they're all looking at and idolizing now. Like, oh, you're this, you're that. I like black girls because they're like, okay, but you were calling us nigger before. So what's up? What's changed? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, Mercy, has any, like, have you ever been hit on by a white guy? <laughs> Yes. 
And oh god, this is actually making me remember a creepy story. Like yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Um, I was, I went to a sleepover in Tala. Like a group of us, we we're very young. I think we we're like what 13, 14. Your mama is and letting you go for a sleepover while you're 13, 14. Literally, oh. was my sister. What do you mean? What do you mean? Uh, so, like, we went to the shop, we're getting ingredients, you know, girls, we want to make you know stuff for our sleepover, get sweets, da 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 da. So, we're walking past this like pub and just strolling, like, chilling on the way home. Out of nowhere, these two grown ass ugly men looked at this young group of girls and thought it'd be a nice idea to say, "Do you want some of this white fill in the blank?" White so what, dick. Uh, mercy, what is mercy? What is up with you and not being able to say the word dick? Are you scared of saying dick? Oh, do you want like? <laughs> don't put me in this position. You know I'm an awkward person, but like. You have cases like that where older white men actually pred on young black women. Yeah. Like, younger black women. That's another story again for another day, because you, you don't go you, to that side. You know, you know what I've actually realized in the last couple of weeks, and like, with the whole thing going on, right? It is yeah. difficult being black here, yeah? but it is 10 times more difficult being a black woman. Absolutely. I completely agree. I completely agree. 10 times, oh. man. One oh. one of my favorite episodes of uh, Scrubs has um, Turk, a black doctor, and Elliot, a white doctor, arguing about whether it's harder to be black or white, her, black or white. And then a black woman walks by, and then they both are like, you know, respect and you know, acknowledge that it is even way harder to be a black woman. It's true. Yeah. How about um, how about you boys? Have you boys ever been like? Um, sexualized just because you're black from like women or like people who are attracted to you um for myself specifically i'm from a young age i haven't had any relationship with white women you know i try to stay away from them i I don't know why it's just it was like a coping mechanism you know i just i stayed away from them i have been with black women for as long as i can remember so i can't say i have (laughs) I know what the hell you're laughing at, Josh. <laughs> Sorry. How about how about you, Josh? Have you ever been sexualized for being a black man? Um, I don't think myself as an individual. Um, I think I think a group of us when we go on a night out, um, things are said, things are shouted. Um, with the with the people who have been with the, the few white people I've been with, um, mm-hmm. no, no, not not by them as an individual, no. Okay, um, I actually have a funny story. So, well, it might not be funny to you boys. That's and what I was going to say if we don't laugh, like it's. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> I I went I played I played pool for my college, um, when I was in uni I played um I played for the college in a tournament and we went we went away to play in the tournament and um, we went on a night out one of the nights. And on the night, I were all dancing. They were, you know, there were girls. Everybody was dancing. And this girl literally comes up and she's dancing like we're facing each other. We're not grinding. We're not doing anything sexual. We're not, you get what I mean? We're just having fun dancing. Like, for example, for the way you would dance with your friend that you were not attracted to. And she's a bit, she's obviously really drunk. And I'm dancing. I'm, you know, enjoying myself. And she literally 
forces her hands down my jeans, grabs wow. my dick, mm-hmm. looks me in the eyes, and goes, hmm, just how they say it is. Yay. Wow. In this economy. What do you do in that like, situation? What What did you do? Like, um, basically, what I did was I froze, and I looked at my friends that I was there with, and they were stunned too. And we're all just looking at ourselves. Then I looked at her. And then, like, I was just I was just put off from the whole night from that point forward. And I just wanted to go home. Because I just, I had never felt so, so humiliated, so sexualized. And the look she had in her eyes, like, it was just, it was just so, it was too much. It was too much. Man, Afro, that story isn't even like is I mad. can't even laugh because <laughs> that that's is, a violation. Like that is mad, that is, yeah. it was it was bang on in the middle of the dance floor as well. This wasn't like in a hidden corner, like this was bang on in the middle of the dance floor. I just wonder what she expected. Like, were you meant to be like, Oh, like, oh you you want like what? I think it was probably her trying to pull, though. I think she was probably trying to, you know, maybe get me to go to a corner with her, get a kiss or something silly like that. But yeah, well, after that, I just pull. pulled that's this like, off. That's, you're that's making excuses like... for her, man. That's not trying to pull nothing, man. That's not getting a kiss, man. She's she's done out here, man. Yeah, like, I, I didn't know who she was. She was just a random knife girl from the night out, anyways. After that, after that, me and the boys left and we went back to our hotel. And we joked about it for a while, but that was, that was the end of that. That's that's the that's the worst one I've ever had. Had you you know as as you said, um, what w- sometimes a lot of things happen like violations and stuff like that. You might even laugh at it and joke about it because you don't you don't know how else to react. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, guys. Anyways, um, does any like I think I think we've kind of like covered everything when it comes to racism. We've even gone as far as talking about fetishes. Um, we have also established that Messi cannot be trusted to uh, plan ahead. Yo, uh, yo, 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 that's true. Hey, but hold yes. on, because that sounds to me like a bit of sexism there. So do you want to elaborate? Okay, um, this, this has nothing to do with with your sex. This my this more. This just has. I'm not talking. I'm not talking. No, no, no. This has nothing to do with your That's sex. But it has everything now. to do with the fact that on the pod today, you got disconnected because you didn't plan ahead and you were not prepared. Was, yes or no? Was, no, no, no. That was yes my no, Yes Listen. or no? I had backup, but because this is obviously an area that we have never been in before, I will take so much of the place. And the rest of us have been there before. The rest of us. <laughs> I will take so much of the blame, but not all of it, okay? And it worked okay, out in the end. Let me put it this way for you, Mercy. I didn't get disconnected um, because my AirPods were not charged. Toby didn't get disconnected. Josh didn't get disconnected. Um, there's only okay, there's so only one would you guys, from, um, would you guys like me to mail you your medals or is it a trophy? And some money. Like and some money. And some money. money. You know what? And some yeah, money. Yeah. Like Nigerian men is what you are. <laughs> Yo, um, this, this has been a tough topic, man. Just to end off things, I think somebody should rap a bit to lift the mood. 
let's not do that. No, let's not do that. Listen to the whole motherfucking thing. Subscribe, like, send me money. My iBand is going to be left down below. Um, oh, anyway, this is in YouTube. Never mind. No, it's not. Sorry. But Black Lives Matter today, Yo, yes, sir. today, tomorrow, the day after that, they'll continue to matter. And those yes, that sir. don't like it can suck at one toe. Okay? Yes. My left toe, to be specific. The left one is... Okay, I actually don't want to know. I changed my mind. So... <clears throat> <laughs> As Mercy said, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's it's all, been let's your all. boy, Joshua, pretty boy, no flex, everything blessed, you know. Yeah. It's been great being on this show. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, you bitch. Right. Anyways, thanks, thanks for listening to our pod, guys. Um, we'll see you in two weeks. Um, oh, oh yeah, we're gonna try. We're gonna try and be as consistent as possible. You know, if the first one bangs, we're gonna try and release something every two weeks. You know, yeah. and hopefully by episode two, we can all meet up in person and record properly. You know, right now we're doing it online because of the Rona and that. And Aqua is a waste man in Amsterdam. Yes. So yeah, we're why gonna try always, why am, and be why consistent. Anyway, let's. Oh wow! <laughs> 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 Apple, 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 tell, tell out the outro. Tell out the outro. Tell out the outro. Anyways, th- thanks again for listening, guys. Um, we'll see you in two weeks. Um, it's been real. This is this was the No Light Podcast. Toby's still a hole. And thank you. To... Can you not boycott? Mercy, boycott. Mercy, boycott. Mercy, cut this out. Mercy, cut all of this out.